Yo, yo, what is up, everybody? This is your host, Baby Drizzy, and I'm back for another episode. I'm going to do my yearly top 10 albums of the previous year. I've done this in the past, um, and this year, there was a lot of great music. This will definitely be my most controversial episode ever. I'm sure I'll get some hate. Maybe I'll get some love. We'll see. Um, I have elected this year to only include hip-hop and R&B albums, uh, especially since there's so many great albums, and I can't sneak my Justin Bieber on there because you all know I'm a big fan. Um, overall, though, this this has been a great year for music. Um, I've been blown away, especially when I was looking back. I was like, wow, that came out this year? That's crazy. Uh, but I don't want to do too long of an intro, so I'm just going to jump right into it. So. I'll be listing the top 10 albums with some honorable mentions a little later on. And hopefully you all don't get too mad at me. So let's get started. All right. At number 10, we have An Evening with Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pock. Now, this is a great R&B album filled with some kind of older vibes that for some reason incites nostalgia within me. I can, for some reason, always picture this playing in like one of those restaurants where people are smoking cigarettes with like glasses of bourbon and there's the girls in the pretty dresses, you know, kind of like one of those old movies. And I love it. Uh, the hit Leave the Door Open was our taste before the album dropped of how well these two work together. Uh, both Anderson Pac and Bruno Mars have be beautiful voices and they complement each other very well. I mean, there were times I couldn't tell who was singing. Because they're slightly different, but they both just sound amazing. Uh, my favorite songs are Smoking Out the Window, the pretty popular one, uh, and Put On a Smile, which maybe you haven't heard, uh, which highlight both artists' voices in different ways. Uh, Put On a Smile is more of a sad tone, whereas Smoking Out the Window is kind of a feel-good, independent vibe. Uh, overall, if you're a fan of any Bruno Mars song ever, and you like Anderson Pock's voice, you'll love this project. Uh, at number nine... Moving on, I have Life of a Don by Don Tolliver. Uh, you might be familiar with that name from the Travis Scott Astro World verse, the uh, various other features over the years now. Uh, and ever since that Travis Scott collaboration, I've been hooked on Don Tolliver. And the album did not disappoint. Don seems to not care about the popularity of fast-paced music and single-handedly bringing back slow jams. And damn, is he good at them. I'm a big fan of his voice, and his perfect melody is highlighted well on this album. There's some of my favorite songs like Flocky Flocky, Five Times, and Way Bigger. Don is the perfect party music at times, and at times he's also the perfect slow jam. And he continues to show how he may just be the best option for any rapper looking for a feature for a good hook. His Baby Keem feature on this album also comes across as though these two have been making music together for years with flawless execution. This is a must listen if you prefer a little more singing in your music. This still kind of vibes with the hip hop. Moving on now, at number eight, I have Hall of Fame, Polo G. I know it's a little low, especially considering last year I had him so high. And after the GOAT album, Polo G cemented himself as certified in the rap game. And to this day, he doesn't have a weak verse. I will admit, I was a bit disappointed with this album, but only because I had such high expectations. I was considering him as the best rapper in the game at one point in time. Uh, but don't get me wrong, this album's still phenomenal. It's just dropped in a super high year of competition. Some of the best songs for me are No Return, 
Go Part One, Clueless, and Fame and Riches. Polo's featured artists on this album, particularly G Herbo and Lil Durk, do their job immaculately, with possibly my favorite Lil Durk verse in a year where he was all over the music scene. Polo G continues to mix his hard, fast rap songs with slower, deeper rap verses, and he has yet to miss. Definitely check out this album if you're a fan of his music. Moving on now, coming in at number seven, I have The Voice of the Heroes, Lil Durk and Lil Baby. This is a collab album we all wanted, but we didn't have yet. These two are the kings of features in recent years. So what happens when they feature each other throughout an entire album? A pretty great album. Some of my favorite songs like 2040 and How It Feels execute how talented both of the rappers on the album are. Throughout, it doesn't feel as though one outshines the other, and both Dirk and Baby carry the album to a resounding success. Reminiscent of some of the greatest album collabs of all time, like Watch the Throne. Overall, this album is a bit of a softer singing vibe, and then it comes in with a ton of great rap. And it's definitely worth the listen if you haven't heard it yet. Also, these two have put their mark on music this year. Uh, I think they both had the most features or the highest rated features or something of the sort. And putting them together was flawless execution. So definitely check out the voice of the heroes. Coming in at number six, I have Melodic Blue by Baby Keem, the breakout star this year and a student of Kendrick Lamar. Maybe I was late, but I've never heard of Baby Keem until this year. And I was not disappointed. He can sing and rap really well, which he flawlessly shows off on this album. Keem has tough, hard rap songs like Vent and the popular Range Brothers, where him and Kendrick alternate bars, and also some songs where he elects to sing. My favorite songs are Trademark USA and Coco. On Trademark USA, Keem just flows perfectly, and the song is enjoyable from start to finish, and he sounds as though the beat was made for him. On Coco, Keem elects to sing a bit more and features Don Tolliver, where the two begin what I hope is a long line of collaborations as they go together like salt and pepper. I mentioned this earlier on Don Tolliver's album, but these two make some great music together. With rappers like Baby Keem coming out, I'm very optimistic for the future of rap, and this album was a fantastic debut. Moving on, at number five, I have Weight of the World by Maxo Cream, and I am going to talk about this album for a bit, so get ready. If you're familiar with Maxo, you know his songs are typically kind of an autobiographical vibe where he raps about his family or personal thoughts and feelings on various things. If you're into these songs that tell a story, this is the perfect album for you. Just a year or two ago, I thought Maxo was just a SoundCloud rapper with a couple dope hip hits like Grannies. Now he's got features from ASAP Rocky and Tyler the Creator. This album is pretty sad and grim in general with some Thumping beats, so I often find myself conflicted on if I should be dancing or crying, and I fucking love it. On Cryption, Maxo will say something hard and clever like, Jesus Christ could walk on water, I'm a crip walk on the sea. And soon after, weight of the world on my shoulders, plus my granny getting older. I can't say enough about this album. Lyrically, it's my favorite from last year for sure. Some of my favorite songs are Trips and 1159. In Trips, Maxo tells the tragic story of how his brother was shot and killed, and the song will leave you somewhat distraught. On 1159, on the other hand, it's a bit different, as Maxo raps about gang life, and the song is more of a hard and just vibe-along type of song. 
This album is an absolute must listen if you have any respect for my taste in music. It is beautiful and will leave you with all kinds of different feelings. Definitely be on the lookout for Maxwell Cream in the future because if this album is foretelling of anything, he is up next. Moving on from Maxo Cream, we have number four, Vince Staples' self-titled album, Vince Staples. I feel as though this album was severely slept on. Vince does not have a bad album, and I say that as a fact, not an opinion. This album was produced entirely by Kenny Beats, and his production does not disappoint. Vince continually raps with a theme of a dark and sad childhood and teenage years as well, with some lyrics that really hit your soul. My personal favorite songs are Sundown Town and The Shining, with an emphasis on Sundown Town. Sundown Town is a slower-paced rap with some hard-hitting lyrics and a nice sample going in the background. Vince raps, they put us out, we was sleeping on my auntie couch, then she put us out, and various other lines that describe his hard childhood. On The Shining, Vince begins with the line, Don't Get Murdered, and continues with another slower yet well-composed rap song you can nod your head to, and it almost sounds like a lo-fi beat, like one of those beats you study to. And overall, this album is insanely good. And if the competition wasn't so steep this year, this could easily be number one. I mean, it was amazing from start to finish, and I highly, highly, highly recommend this album. So before I get to the top three, this is where I want to put the honorable mentions. I know people usually do it before number one, but particularly for me, I think the top three are so close. All three of them are phenomenal um, that I feel like this is a good place to separate because I think, honestly, these top three are a step ahead of the previous albums I've mentioned. Uh, so for first honorable mention, I know you all, you all might think this is in the top three, but it is a snub, and you will be mad about this one, is Donda. I know this is going to make people mad, but this year was amazing for hip-hop. And I didn't personally feel it lived up to some of these other great albums. It's still fire with many different flows. And Kanye is still one of the greatest rappers of all time, if not the greatest. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. Live Life Fast by Roddy Rich. This is one of my personal favorites. But for this list, I tried to separate my bias. I didn't want to put my favorites or else I would have Live Life Fast probably in the top five because I've listened to this album nonstop since it came out last month. Roddy Rich does great. I love him. I love Crash the Party. I love the song Hibachi. And I love Roddy's soulful singing at the beginning on the intro. But ultimately, it's not as good as his previous two works. I still will listen to it daily, but many may not hold the same sentiments. Regardless, I highly recommend the album. Again, I am trying to separate my personal opinion and my favorites from what I believe to be the best in quality. Uh, for my final honorable mention, I'm putting Shiesty Season. This one may have a little bit of bias in it. I don't know. I'm a huge Memphis rap fan. Young Dolph's in my top five. He's one of my favorite rappers ever. And he has been for the better part of a decade now. Pooh Shicey really did his thing on his first project. And if he can stay out of trouble, he's up and coming with fellow new Memphis rapper Big Scar. And I definitely recommend this album if you like some hard street rap with some phenomenal beats. Now that we've got the honorable mentions out of the way, let's jump into the top three. And at number three, to start this off, I have The Offseason by J. Cole. Now, we're in the top three, and any one of these albums could be number one, but I feel as though three is appropriate for this J. Cole project. The first time I heard it, I wasn't as taken, but I found myself continually coming back to it 
and damn is it good. Cole continually spits deeper meanings through his songs that make me change my perspective on life, something something he has done so masterfully for us in the past. Every song is dope, but my personal favorites are Pride is the Devil and My Life, both some hard-hitting, fast rap songs, but they also carry deeper meanings with Cole detailing how toxic pride can be and how, as he says, he's feeling different when somebody says they're proud of me. My life details some of the struggles of growing up rough and the lifestyle many face is a harsh reality. 21 Savage absolutely bodies his feature on this song in his verse where he says, I blame my pops for that shit because if he didn't fail, he could have protected me. And I mean, that just hits hard, especially for me. It hits a little too close to home. Overall, this is one of Cole's most meaningful works, though its messages through its messages, and I found myself constantly questioning my own life and decisions through my various listens. Excuse me. So now that number three is out of the way, we're at our top two. I'm sure you saw this one coming, but you might be surprised where I put it. At number two, I have Certified Lover Boy by Drake, and you all know I'm I'm Baby Drizzy. The fucking channel is called Channel Drizzy, so I'm sure you're expecting it higher. But I have it at number two, and I'll explain why. This album is a toss-up for me with number one. And I felt as though maybe my bias was influencing me. And I chose to ignore my severe blinding bias to Drake and place it at number two. Since this album dropped, I have not turned it off, which we can always expect with the Drake album. There are countless different vibes throughout, from a party hype knife talk to a slow sing-along on the song In the Bible. If I had to pick a favorite song, I would say Pipe Down, in the Bible, and a special shout-out to Knife Talk as well. But something about in the Bible with Lil Durk's verse and Giveon's closing singing is so soothing and relaxing, yet it makes me reflect on some things in my own life. And I also like that line where Lil Durk says, the bitch left me and I'm glad she did it, of course. And Pipe Down just hits different and details those toxic relationships we're all too familiar with in Drake's music. Overall, this album smacks. And while it may not be Drake's best, is nonetheless another flawless Drake album. Well, you guys are sitting listening to me for this long, so we're at the one that you're all waiting for. For number one, I don't know if anyone's guessed it. For number one, I have Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the Creator. This album is flawless from start to finish. Every song is perfect. And the music, it almost sounds like I'm in an art museum. It's it's I can visualize the words and it's just so good. This is one of those albums you just put on when you're driving alone and you just kind of take it in. Shit just hits different. Tyler has drastically changed his style from his days on his earlier works like Bastard and Goblin. And honestly, I think he's fucking perfect at both. Every song on this album hits. But if I had to pick a favorite, I'd say either Manifesto or Sweet slash I Thought You Wanted to Dance. These two tracks are drastically different, yet they yet they both hit. Sweet slash I Thought You Wanted to Dance makes me want to just drive for hours with it on repeat and just listen in silence. While Manifesto is a faster track that makes your head bop, this album as a whole has some dope messages littered throughout. And if you haven't listened to this one yet, you are severely missing out. That is my number one pick for the best albums of 2021 that is my complete top 10 list i'll recap real quick in case you're thinking about what i said earlier 
Uh, for number 10, I had An Evening with Silk Sonic by Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock. Number nine, Life of a Don, Don Tolliver. Number eight, Hall of Fame, Polo G. Seven, The Voice of the Heroes, Lil Durk and Lil Baby. Six, Melodic Blue, Baby Keem. Five, Weight of the World, Maxo Cream. Four, Vince Staples, self-titled album, Vince Staples. Three, The Off Season by J. Cole. Two, Certified Lover Boy by Drake. And one, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the Creator. So again, this list is my opinions. I hope you all disagree. If we all have the same opinion, life would be boring. Let me know what you all think. Comment on my Instagram. DM me. What did you all think about music this year? What was your favorite? Text me. Hit me up. I would love to hear your opinions, and I would I would honestly love for you to prove me prove to me why I'm wrong. But again, this list is just my opinion. Um, I tried to keep some of my bias out of it and take my favorites out as opposed to uh, ranking by my favorites. I ranked by what I think was the best quality. So let me all, let me know what you all think. Uh, thank you for listening and sticking around. I'm your host, Baby Drizzy, and I'm signing off. Have a good one.